Hey there, and welcome to Cover Act. Today we're going to be taking a look at another really famous album. We're taking a look at Electric Light Orchestra's A New World Record. Now, this album is famous for tracks such as Telephone Line and A Living Thing. Really great tracks, and overall it's really an excellent album. This review is going to come in three parts. The front cover, the back cover, and the title of the album itself. So we're going to start at the most logical place, the front cover. Now the big part of the cover that draws your eye, the new Electric Light Orchestra emblem. In the middle of this emblem, it's got some very cursive floral writing, which just says ELO. So around that, there's two concentric rings. There's a yellow one in the middle and a red one outside of that. And they're sort of designed to look like neon tubes, I think. And then holding the whole thing together, there's some blue metal bindings, which look very Art Deco. Overall, this is a really flash, very cool-looking emblem. And so I did a bit of research into the origins of this emblem, and I found out that it's actually based on the top of the Wurlitzer jukeboxes. I actually found the specific model that this emblem is based on. It's not actually a jukebox so much. It's actually a speaker that was made by Wurlitzer. And looking at this picture here, you can clearly see the resemblance. It's got the yellow and red rings with the metal bindings around it in the Art Deco style. In the middle, it's got a big circle where it doesn't say ELO, obviously, but it clearly looks so much like this logo, and I really think that it worked well. The designer of this album, they made a great choice choosing that to base the logo on, because Electric Light Orchestra, I guess it's actually quite retro now because it's from the 70s, but even at the time, they sort of had sort of a half-retro, half-modern thing going with all their string sections combined with the rock and roll aspect. So I think that works really well for ELO. The rest of this album cover, like, it's sort of less important than the emblem, but if you take a closer look, it can be quite interesting. The emblem is against a night sky, and in the background, quite subtle, there's a bit of Aurora Borealis, uh, the northern lights. Instead of being the regular green that Aurora Borealis is in real life, this is a much more subtle white, which does stand out against the dark blue background. But I think it's also quite subtle, and it doesn't really draw attention away from the emblem, which is the main focal point. Down at the bottom, there is a cityscape. It's quite small, quite a minor detail, but I like going into the minor details, so we're discussing it here. It looks like it is pretty clearly the New York City skyline, because right in the middle, you can see the Empire State Building. But it is adopted uh, city skyline because, for one thing, if you look, you don't even have to look closely. If you just look for a little bit, you'll see that it is actually mirrored along the center. There's one Empire State Building in the middle, and then both the left and right side of the image are exactly the same, just mirrored. So I wasn't sure whether or not this was a drawing of the New York City skyline or if it was a doctored photo. So I did a bit of research. The Empire State Building is the main building in the skyline, but I think off to the side, there's another building, which I believe is the Chrysler Building. And so based on that, I found a picture of the New York City skyline that features both buildings. And although the angle on this picture I found isn't perfect, it looks like the buildings are actually much closer in real life than they are portrayed in this image. So that leads me to believe that this is not an altered photo of the New York City skyline, but it is in fact a drawing. A very good drawing, though. 
At the top of the art, we've got the band name, Electric Light Orchestra, and the album title, A New World Record. That's in a very simple font. It's not very big. Some albums, they choose to have the words as part of the art, and I think that's great. But you don't need to do it, especially when you've got such a great piece of art anyway. So I think that having simple, small text is a great way of doing this. The album name and band name is still on the album, which is good. If you listened to my episode about Led Zeppelin 4, you know that I like having the name on the album. But it doesn't draw attention away from the rest of the album, which I think is great. So how does this album art work with the album itself? I think it's excellent. This is the first album to use the now famous, really, Electric Light Orchestra emblem. And I think that's a great piece of like accidental symbolism because this is sort of the album where Electric Light Orchestra really came into their own and they made it big and they sort of developed with this album the sound that became the ELO that people love. I think that the Aurora Borealis over New York is a beautiful effect, but it is subtle. And I think that a worse designer would have maybe filled this night sky with stars instead, or in addition. And I think it's really good that they didn't do that, because I think a whole bunch of stars would distract you from the important parts of this album art. Plus, I think having stars in the background would be a bit inaccurate, because I don't think you can really see stars over New York City due to light pollution. But I guess you can't see Aurora Borealis or a giant ELO emblem either, so... I don't know if factual accuracy is really that important. So now we're going to go over to the back cover of this album. Now the back cover is very similar to the front cover in a lot of ways. It's got more New York City skyline, it's got more Aurora Borealis, it's got more night sky, but there are definitely some important differences. To start off with, the New York City skyline at the bottom, this one is also mirrored at the middle. It's interesting to note, though, that with the skyline on the front cover, the lights in the buildings are mirrored. But with the skyline on the back cover, they are not. The lights are different on the left and right half of the skyline. So that's pretty interesting. There are some strange blue lines travelling diagonally across this piece of album art. I don't know if they're there for any reason, or if they're just there to make it look cool. It might be there to create another point of difference between the front and back cover, which I do think it achieved in doing. Now the main feature of the back cover is a ring of seven golden stars. Now I don't know if these seven stars really mean anything, it could be nothing. Um, They might represent the seven members of Electric Light Orchestra at the time of this album's release, because there were seven of them. Either way, I think it's a cool-looking effect having the stars there with the blue lines. And it's interesting to note that the stars are actually casting a shadow on the blue lines and on the Aurora Borealis in the background. So I'm not sure what that really means. Now, on my version of this album, I've got the CD extended version. There's a lot of text cluttering up the back. There's the track listing, there's the copyright, there's the list of band members, which makes it quite difficult to see the lovely art behind the text. This wasn't nearly as bad on the original piece of album art, though, where it just had the track listing up at the top in quite small letters, and it had the copyright information down at the bottom, probably in the same size letters, actually, as it is on the CD. But of course, since the record sleeve is so much bigger, it takes up a lot less space. So in general, I think the back cover is pretty similar to the front, but it's got enough changes to make it an interesting companion piece to the front cover. In general, I think that this is a very respectable back cover. The text does make it look a bit cluttered on my version, but really there's not much they could do to fix that without taking away some of the text. So they did very well organising the text in the most reasonable way they could with what they had. 
So now we're just going to take a quick look at the title of this album, A New World Record. This album was recorded during the 1976 Montreal Olympics, and the band kept hearing the phrase, A New World Record, all the time on the TV and the radio, and I think it was Richard Tandy thought that it would be a cool name for the album. It is also a pun, because of course, A New World Record, and it was originally released on a record, so that's quite cool. So how does it work with the album? I think it's pretty good, but to be honest, I think that this is maybe one of ELO's weaker album titles. It doesn't really carry the same mysticism as Out of the Blue or Time or Discovery, but it's not a bad title either. But to be honest, the album title isn't a big thing for me. It works, and that's all we need. So before we move on to the final scores and the conclusion, I should probably tell you that this piece of album art was designed by Kosh, and he is an album art legend if you don't know him. He designed the art for Abbey Road by The Beatles, Hotel California by The Eagles, Who's Next by The Who, and like a bunch of amazing pieces of album art. So it's no real surprise that this piece of album art is so great. So what do I think of this album art as a whole? I really, really like it. For me, I never really feel like I'm truly listening to ELO unless I listen to it at night for some reason. And that's captured here with the night sky. ELO captures this magical feeling for me, like the combination of the old with their string section, with the new, or new for the time, with their electric guitars and synthesizers, and this strange jukebox UFO with the Aurora Borealis up in the sky over New York City at night. It's amazing, because somehow this album art looks the same way the album makes me feel. And that's why I'm giving this piece of album art 9 out of 10. So thank you very much for tuning in to this week's episode of Cover Act. Check out Cover Act on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'll be back here next week with another episode. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Cover Act. Cover Act.